Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to the Blessed Journey and welcome to an exciting time of the year, the end of the year. Everyone gets really excited. It's amazing how a calendar that humans created have kind of generates this excitement of, oh, there's a kind of a line in the sand where we cross over from one period of time into another. However, I am excited. I'm not excited about December 31st into 1st of January. I'm excited about 10 days before that. December 21st, because that marks the day of the solstice. In the Southern Hemisphere, that is going to be the summer solstice, and in the Northern Hemisphere, it is the winter solstice. Now, this is an amazing time. It's a turning point in the wheel of the year when we can really engage in the energy of the sun. So when we look at the moon, the moon is at its peak every 28 days at the full moon. This is a time when whatever energy is around us, whether we're feeling a little bit crazy, whether we're feeling disorganized, whether we're feeling relaxed, the full moon will amplify that energy. So that's why we do a lot of our healing work, a lot of our magical work around this time. The new moon is another time when we actually, the energy of the moon is heightened again and anything around us is heightened as well. So it's really great time for, again, healing, introspection, meditation, and so on. So we have about 13 of these cycles throughout the year. How many cycles do we have of the sun? Only one. We get one new sun and one full sun a year. And these are on the solstices. So for you in the Southern Hemisphere, it is going to be the full sun. This is when the sun is at its fullest. It is when the sun is closest to the Southern Pole of our planet. And that's the sun's energy is best utilized at this time. Now, the sun is very much associated with the masculine energy, the divine masculine. So whereas the feminine is about that magical, the feeling, the intuition and all that aspect of our lives, the sun and the yang energy is more about our progression, our advancement, our action, going out in the world and making a difference, expanding and learning more, becoming a better version of who we are, growing as a person. That is the kind of energy that we focus on with the solar energy. And of course, the summer solstice is a great time to really capitalize on that energy and draw that energy into our lives. With the winter solstice, that is like the new sun, and this is a time for starting to go, okay, what new things do I want to bring into my life? What new actions do I want to bring into my life? I actually want to share with you the beautiful kind of myth that the pagan people follow. And the idea is that the sun represents the god and that the moon represents the goddess. And so on the winter solstice, the goddess gives birth to a new young sun god. And as we see, the sun gets stronger and stronger each day, as does the child gets stronger and stronger each day as well. Now, as we get to spring and we get to that festival of Beltane, which we talked about a couple of months ago, Beltane is that time when lovers come together in that grand union, that magical sacred union. And this is a time when the god and the goddess come together. So I know it sounds a bit weird because the goddess is now sleeping with her son, but work with it. We're, we're working with symbology, not real logistics in reality. So this is a time when the goddess and the god, the masculine and the feminine, dance together in that consummate of love, that co-creation type of thing. Then the god continues to get stronger. He reaches his peak, as we all do, at that full sun at the summer solstice, and then begins to weaken, and then he'll die in Samhain. But the goddess is fertile again because of that time in Beltane when she made love to the god, and thus in the winter solstice, she gives birth again. And so each year, the goddess, she who represents fertility on the earth and in the heavens, 
actually give birth to a new son that grows in strength and then wanes in strength. And that obviously is the cycle of the seasons that we experience as well. So the new moon is that birthing of a new sun, the birthing of a new energy. So this is a really exciting time of the year to capitalize on this energy because it's a larger circle. It's a circle that takes about 365 days rather than 28 days. So when these days come up, you really want to seize them and take as much advantage of it as possible. So as we're doing this, we can also look at that Gregorian calendar, new year, new start, that kind of mindset, that shift and all that type of thing as well. What I thought I'd do on today's episode is I'm going to try and restrict myself. I'm going to do my absolute best and I'm going to offer you for each the Southern Hemisphere and the Northern Hemisphere gifts from the Mineral Kingdom, the Plant Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom. And I'm going to choose three of each. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is pick one of those three from each of those kingdoms and work with them from Monday, from the 21st of December, and if you're catching this podcast after that, all the way through to the new year and to help birth in that type of energy that is associated with what's happening out there in nature right now. So we're going to start off with the summer solstice for those in the Southern Hemisphere. You know, we're at the peak of summer now. The days are very long. The sun is rising around 5 a.m. in the morning. It's very, you know, unusual to wake up and it to be bright light already outside. And the sun's not setting until, you know, after 7 p.m. as well. You may be able to hear if I'm quiet for a second. The slight sound of cicadas in the background as well. They're always singing here in the summer solstice, which is very much part of where I live and, you know, part of that summer feel. So this is the time when we feel more social, we feel more vibrant. It's great to work with our solar plexus chakra here. So let's dive into some different crystals that we can work with. Now, the first one I'm going to propose is one I love to do. This is a practice I love to do every summer solstice. Is I have a clear quartz pendant. Now, you may have a piece of clear quartz jewelry or you just have a favorite piece of clear quartz. And what you do, you get up before the sun rises on the summer solstice and you put that crystal out where it's going to get the most sun throughout the whole day. So ideally you want the sun shining on it from sunrise all the way to sunset. And just like we put crystals under the moon and they absorb that lunar energy, this is absorbing the solar energy. Clear quartz is a great balancer of energy. It's like white light in a stone. It brings and amplifies all that other crystal as well and helps to amplify our energy. So if we can charge it with the full sun energy, the maximum energy of the sun when it is at its most potent on the solstice, we can then wear that crystal throughout the year whenever we need a boost. So if I'm feeling lethargic or I've got something where I need to give it my all or you know bring in that real masculine energy, Clear quartz is absolutely amazing. So you can either do a piece of jewelry as I do, a pendant, or you can do just a crystal that you're going to carry or a crystal that you're going to have in your pocket, whatever that may be, but make it a clear quartz because clear quartz will really absorb that energy. If you want, you can use more than one piece of clear quartz. You might want to put your gridding clear quartz points out there. You might want to put your um, anything use clear quartz for really put it all out there your pendulum and that kind of thing and charge it all bring in that real kind of amazing energy now the other crystal that's really beautiful to use around the summer solstice is good old citrine the masculine is about expansion it's about expanding networks it's about meeting more people affecting more people interacting with more people all that type of thing and citrine is an amazing crystal for helping to give us confidence in this social time here in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, it is the holiday period. We've got Christmas, we've got New Year's Eve, we've got a lot of summer holidays, a lot of work. People take time off work for a few weeks. And so we're interacting and socializing a lot more. And this has a lot to do with the solar plexus chakra. Citrine is a beautiful stimulator of the chakra, of the solar plexus chakra, to help give you that confidence you need to be able to get out there and shine brightly with whoever you're interacting with. If you tend to be a bit shy, socially awkward, a bit, you know, question, you know, yourself all the time, wearing citrine will really help in that way. Now, this is also a time, the summer solstice, of thinking about abundance and um, abundance financially. And of course, citrine is renowned for being the merchant stone. 
I often talk about the idea of charging a citrine crystal, even combining it with some bergamot essential oil and a $100 note and putting them all in your wallet or your purse, and that helps to bring abundance throughout the year. So citrine is a great one to maybe program for what abundance you want, because again, the abundance, that financial growth is very much a masculine solar type of energy. So citrine is great for happiness. It is great for courage and confidence when you're socializing. And it's also great for bringing in finances in that type of way that we do. You can also you know, put citrine around your house, around your business, in your cash register where you collect money. If you work um, from home and you make money on your computer, then you know having a citrine on your desk is also another beneficial thing to do. The third one I want to bring in, a bit of an obvious one, but sunstone. How do you go with sunstone? I find that not enough people really celebrate this gorgeous energy. We all love moonstone. We all love the feminine. And if you, you know, if you tend to be more feminine in your energy, then you probably love moonstone. And this is a great chance for you to work with sunstone to really help to balance that masculine. So if you've got too much feminine, you're in touch with your feelings, you've got that guidance, you've got that magic, but it's, things aren't coming to fruition. It's a masculine that drives that fruition in. And sunstone really will help you to capitalize on that and get things done in 2021. This is a really great time to start driving yourself and go, right, this year. What happens around New Year's Eve is everyone makes resolutions. What happens within a few weeks? We've all fallen short. But we can ask the Mineral Kingdom, and Sunstone's a great one to work with, to help keep that enthusiasm, to help keep that joy. What I love about um, Sunstone is it really helps us connect with our happiness. Now, if you set a New Year's resolution to eat Brussels sprouts every single day, are you likely to do it? Possibly not. But if you set a New Year's resolution to eat chocolate every day, are you likely to do that? Yes. What's the difference? The enjoyability of it. So, why are we making resolutions on things that don't bring us joy? How do we expect ourselves to stick to that? If it doesn't bring us joy, it doesn't resonate with our soul and we're off our soul path. So really work with Sunstone, meditate with Sunstone to go, hey, what actually brings me happiness? What actually brings me joy? And then make a resolve to do that. Make a resolution. I'm really encouraging on the summer solstice to make a resolution for the full solar year to do things that will bring you more joy because that is more in alignment with your soul. It's more in alignment with your soul mission and what you're here to do. And it's going to be a lot bloody easier than trying to eat Brussels sprouts and do things you don't enjoy. So use Sunstone to really help you work through what brings me joy. Can you hear the kookaburra in the background? They might be too far away. Everyone's showing off now because they know I'm recording. Now, the... There you go. There's a bit of kookaburra for anyone who's not in Australia. That's what they sound like. This is actually quite interesting. You know, kookaburra wasn't one of the animals we're going to talk about, but let's just take a slight digression. Obviously, this is called the kookaburra's laugh that you can hear now, but it's a territorial call because laughter, when we laugh, it raises our vibration and it's actually protective. So when I hear kookaburra, it actually reminds me, I normally hear kookaburra and it catches my attention um, when I'm getting that real serious, like I've got too much work to do and I need to concentrate and I'm not having fun doing what I love to do. And kookaburra is a reminder of that. Now, coming into the sunstone as well, sunstone is very much about it helps with our sacral chakra, and our sacral chakra will move into that as we go into the new year, those in the Southern Hemisphere, as we go kind of towards that Lunasad festival in uh, early February. But this is obviously a time when we're spending a lot of time with family and friends, intimate relationships, and they can come under pressure under the holiday festive period. Sunstone brings us happiness, brings us joy. But if there's issues with anyone you're close to, Sunstone, I've found, will bring that up to the forefront so you can deal with it. True happiness doesn't come when we repress and ignore issues. It's when we find a solution to them. And do you know what? You know, this masculine energy is very solution-orientated. Women that have a male partner, how often have you told your partner something that's wrong 
And rather than just listening and empathizing with you, they've told you how to fix it. You're like, that's not what I want. But the masculine energy is that solution-minded, logical, intellectual, let's find a solution kind of thing. Sunstone has that energy about it. Let's find a solution to our intimacy issues so that we can actually enjoy our relationships more rather than ignore it or not answer the phone call or avoid people at a family get-together and that type of thing. So those are my three crystals, clear quartz, citrine, or sunstone. Hopefully one of those three resonated with you and I'd like you to pick one of those three. Now let's move over to the plant kingdom and talk about three different essential oils. So the first one I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about frankincense. Now frankincense represents the divine masculine. It is this big, powerful tree. It grows in the middle of the desert. It is sun-scorched. And you know the interesting thing about how we get the essential oil from the frankincense tree is we get it from the resin and the tree must be injured. It must show its vulnerability in order for us to get the goodness out of it. Now, isn't that amazing symbology for the divine masculine? Now, a lot of the time when we think of the divine masculine, we think of that kind of dominating patriarchal energy, that stiff upper lip, no emotions, rigid, um, not doesn't care about anyone else, that type of thing. That's not the divine masculine. The divine masculine is the honorable warrior who is willing to admit mistakes, who is willing to um, be vulnerable and you know admit when they're wrong, but is always willing to fight for what is right and fight for the correct cause and follow their heart in that way. That is what frankincense awakens in all of us. Frankincense also really helps us heal any issues we have with the masculine. So maybe in your life, at some point in time, you've had a man, whether it be your father, an uncle, or another father figure, or maybe a boss now, that may have been a bit dominating, a bit bully, a bit aggressive. And in watching that, you've observed and gone, I never want to be like that. I'm never going to be like my father where I'm a bully and I force people. And so what we do is we kind of take the whole, it's like the baby and the bathwater of the divine mas- or of the masculine energy and we push it right down. And we become really feeling and checking in with everyone. And we don't have that assertion, that, that, that courage to step out there and be bold. So what we want to do is we don't want to, we don't want you to be aggressive, but we want you to be bold we want you to be courageous and and that doesn't you can still be bold courageous and compassionate at the same time and frankincense helps you to do that so if you have any issues with your father or a male figure or just men in general maybe you think all men are jerks and aggressive or overly sexual or something like that type of thing start working on frankincense because if you don't like it around you in your life then you're not going to like that aspect within you and you're going to bury that aspect within you and that's going to stop you achieving. That's going to stop you experiencing different experiences because you're going to stay in a rut time and time again. So frankincense is really powerful in this way. The other great thing is at the moment, doTERRA is giving all their customers who do a certain size order, a 200 PV order, which is 200 point order, a free bottle of frankincense. Now in Australia, that is normally worth $90, and we get that for free, which is rather, rather exciting. And if you're not a doTERRA customer and would like to become one, drop me a message, and if we open your account with a 200-point order, you'll get that free frankincense as well, which is really, really exciting. Frankincense is a lovely one. It is an oil you need to be using every day. Powerful anti-inflammatory, supports digestion, supports the immune system, supports muscles. It amplifies all other oils. It stabilizes the moods. It's really great for um, any kind of inflammation in your body, basically, is what it's... It, and, yeah, he's just the, there's a reason why frankincense is called the king of the oils, and he helps to reignite the king within you and bring your physical body back to well-being. So if you need to shine in that way, that kingly manner, then let's go with frankincense. Right, oil number two. Resonates really nice with citrine. It is bergamot essential oil. Now, bergamot is gifted to us by the uh, bergamot fruit. It's from the rind. And one little statistic I learned, which really kind of shocked me recently, which talks about why it's really important to make sure you do your due diligence when choosing where you get your essential oils from. And you know why I love to tell you essential oils, because they have a third-party test them, because they get them from the native country, and because of all the way they give back to the environment and back to the local people and the, fo- and the farmers. 
So I was on a forum and they're talking about adulteration of oils because there is no regulation of essential oils anywhere in the world. And this was a, there was a bergamo farmer from Sicily where most of the bergamo essential oil comes from. And they explained that worldwide there is about 300,000 megatons of bergamo essential oil produced every single year. Isn't that mind-blowing? 300,000 megatons. However, there are a million megatons of bergamo essential oil sold each year in retail shops. So that's, I'm no great mathematician, but without getting my calculator out, that's 700,000 megatons in a shortfall. So where does that come from? Well, the answer is it doesn't come from the bergamo fruit. It is produced artificially or it is coming from some other plant. And because there is no regulation of essential oils around the world and what's in them, you can't always be guaranteed of what the label says and what's in the bottle will match. Except with doTERRA, they have that third party test and authorize, yep, this batch of bergamot is 100% bergamot with no contaminants, no pesticides, nothing coming. So bergamot essential oil is an amazing one for helping with self-worth. If there is one oil that I could ask people to work with if they've got self-esteem, self-worth, it would be bergamot. Bergamot is great to anoint on the third, oh, sorry, not the third eye chakra, on the solar plexus chakra to help really boost that confidence as well. So we're talking about that sociability. I, I'll be honest with you, I feel a lot more comfortable one-on-one -on -one or like me and my partner and another couple rather than a social group. I just feel awkward and, and not quite myself and I, I, I question what I say and all that type of thing. And then I feel really comfortable teaching online or talking in front of a group of 8,000 people. That, that's, I'm, I'm, I'd rather talk to eight, be in a group talking to 8,000 than sometimes being stuck with even one person that I don't know too well. So I, I, I question how, how I, you know, what I'm saying. Is it interesting? What does the person think of me? All those type of things start bouncing around in my head. And Bergamot's a really nice one to help, help, to help really get in with that self-worth and boost it. What I love about bergamot is bergamot has linalol in it. So linalol, spelled L-I-N-A-L-O-O-L, -L, is what is in lavender makes lavender relaxing. Isn't that interesting? You've got these two relaxing oils with the same chemical constituent of linalol. But we know what lavender smells like, that distinct floral smell. And bergamot obviously smells like a citrus. So what you have is, whereas most of the other citruses are very like, woohoo, let's party kind of thing, bergamot is a bit more, ah, just chill. So the sun is also, you know, when it's a lovely sunny day, what do we do? We feel more in leisure as well. So yes, we are talking a lot about progression and getting out there and doing things, but this is a time, this is a celebration of leisure, of being sociable and enjoying other people's company. So bergamot really helps with feeling good about yourself, but also just relaxing and enjoying that energy. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about animals in a second as well. So bergamot is great. Bergamot also, as we start to boost our self-worth, the world will often reimburse you in value how you feel about yourself. If you feel bad about yourself, you, you don't tend to do well financially, you, it's hard to make friends, all those type of things. As we start to grow our self-worth, then... Friends come, money flows, all those different things. So bergamot is great at helping you shine really confidently, helping to boost and stimulate your solar plexus chakra and really blossom in that type of way. The third oil I want to talk about is ginger. Ginger essential oil is more associated with Mars, but Mars, again, is that progressive energy. It is about that action. Ginger also does work with the solar plexus chakra. It's a digestive oil. It helps us when we're feeling nauseous and out of control and it helps us physically to get re, re control of our belly and our guts but also metaphysically to take control of our life as well so one beautiful thing to do with ginger is ginger is great for raising energy and so when we're doing creative visualization or spell work or magic or meditation and we're visualizing something we want to bring basically what we're doing is we're taking the energy in our thoughts and we're sending it out to the universe but if you inhale ginger beforehand, it actually helps you to raise and bring more energy into your being, and then you can send that energy out into the universe more. So not that we can 
measure energy but let's just say that you're sitting there daydreaming of what you'd like to happen and maybe that's producing three units of energy and you send three units out by working with ginger you can also incorporate this with breath work and taking some nice deep breaths in and out and strengthening or movement like dance or exercise and this raises the energy within you so you're really feeling that energy like that pranic energy that chi energy flowing through your body inhaling that ginger and then send that out and that could be 30 units of energy so do you see how the work that you're doing is a lot more powerful in your magical or your creative visualization work so ginger is really beautiful in that way so again it works with the solar plexus chakra that's what we're focusing on really really nice so frankincense bergamot and ginger beautiful those three oils i actually have in my diffuser at the moment with a little bit of wild orange and that is my summer solstice blend this is around the summer solstice you, you bring in this energy of joyousness and all the things we've been talking about so hopefully now you've chosen a crystal and an essential oil now let's talk a little bit about animals so this is where we can take in the, the essence of that animal and bring that essence into our lives. And I'll expand on that a bit more after I've discussed the three animals. So the first one I want to talk about is I want to talk about the lion. Now, as soon as we think about a lion, we think about that bold, that kind of regal, royal, powerful energy. Now, the other thing I love about lions is they bring in that power, they bring in that strength, but they also know how to chill out. So the two energies we bring in with Lion is, first of all, when we're working with Lion, or if I'm doing a reading and the Lion Oracle card comes up, or Lion comes through in a message somehow, I like to ask the question, are you sitting on your throne or is someone else? So the masculine energy is about that empowering energy and taking control and taking action. So you may need to bring in that Lion energy to kind of stand up for yourself. Why does the lion stand up for himself? Why is the lion aggressive? To protect what he loves. To protect himself, his lionesses, and his cubs, his family. That which he holds dear to his heart. Do you need to stand up to fight for what is your, what you love? What is dear to your heart? What you're passionate about? Whether that be your own well-being, the well-being of your family, or the well-being of Mother Earth. Lion encourages us to do that in all those different types of ways. Now, the leisure side of things. And you'll see this, you know, it's amazing with Leos as well. Leos really carry that lion energy. So Leos have that massive, beautiful, big heart, very giving, very generous, born leaders, get out there fighting for what they do. They'll work very, very hard. But if you know a Leo well, you notice that they'll also have this trait. When they hit their limit, when they've done enough work, they collapse and they couldn't possibly lift another finger. They've done their quota for the day. Leos have this amazing ability to know when is enough. Which for other star signs, I'm guilty of this. I could keep, because Gemini's, their mind just keeps going, going, going. I'm always wanting to do more and more and more. And I have to keep asking myself and bring in that Leo energy of when is enough. Because Leo as a star sign and lion as an animal also represents leisure, relaxing, taking time out, basking in the sun. And if you need to maybe shut off the laptop for a couple of days, enjoy your family, enjoy your children. Leo and the lion signs very much about the importance of children and passing on the bloodline and passing on your gifts to the next generation as well. Lion can really help you to do that in a really powerful way. Another animal that has a strong solar energy is the eagle. Now we could also talk about hawks or falcons, all these big birds of prey because they fly high up to the sun, but eagle is kind of like the epitome of that solar energy. Eagle is known to be a representation of the gods because it flies so high. It is closer to the heavens than we can ever be except when we're on a plane. Although most of us aren't getting on planes at the moment with the pandemic, but you know what I mean. So e Eagle has this solar energy, this strength. They're a powerful animal. And obviously the beautiful thing about birds is they have their wings, they have freedom. So when we're talking about, oh, growing in the new year and what I'd like to become, what suddenly loops in behind that is, yeah, but, oh, I could, but. 
you know, and most of these limitations, you know, it may be we may blame our family, our income, our education, our you know our ethnicity, our gender, our partner, our government, the pandemic, all these different things. And we're always like, oh, well, I can't because. But every time we blame someone else, we're handing our responsibility away. And Eagle would not allow you to do this. If Eagle's in a situation that doesn't like it, unfurls its wings and it flies off. Heads towards the heavens. And so it's time to rise above the boundaries. There are plenty of success stories. Millions and millions that you can grab books and read and watch on videos and movies where people have overcome adversity and done amazing things. In fact, it often seems that those that have had the toughest lives do the most. And so Eagle is great for helping you rise above any obstacle that you're probably writing as an obstacle rather than is an actual obstacle. Eagle must push off using its strong, strong talents in order to take off. What can you push off from and unfurl your wings? But remember, as you unfurl, you've got those talons that are strong, those claws, to always have a good grasp of reality. When you're, as you ascend to the next level, never forget what's important. Never forget your physical well-being and what made you who you are and show gratitude for that as well. So if you're feeling a bit kind of obstructed, limited, caged, then bring in that eagle energy as well. Now, the final animal I want to talk about is an Australian one. It's a kangaroo. And a little bit of trivia about the kangaroo. Do you know why the kangaroo and the emu are both on the Australian coat of arms? It's because neither of them have the ability to walk or move backwards. They can only go forwards. And so the idea is Australia will only go forwards. And this brings in the energy of kangaroo. So... We always want to learn from our mistakes. And hopefully 2020 has been a year where you have learned many different things about yourself, about what's important to you, about what you value in life, all these different lessons. And what we want to do in 2021 is we want to progress that forward. We want to keep evolving. And remember that masculine is about that expansion type of energy. And so what we want to do is we want to use kangaroo to help us go forward in leaps and bounds. So if you have big plans for 2021, bring in that kangaroo energy. If I'm not going back, you may have realized, nope, I normally get really angry at this, or I allow this to drag me down, or I allow this to bug me. And kangaroo goes, no. Now I'm going to share with you one of the most fascinating facts about kangaroo. There are two main species of kangaroo. There are the grey kangaroos, and they are found on the west coast and the east coast of Australia. So I have grey kangaroos around me. Now the red kangaroos, they have normally more of a red kind of coat, obviously, more of a boxy face. They tend to be a bit bigger, and they live in the middle of Australia, in the desert. And these are big, powerful animals. One really cool thing about female red kangaroos is if there is a lack of water around at a certain time, if there's a drought in the desert, they can actually pause their pregnancy. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head what the gestation period is of a kangaroo, but halfway through, she'll just go, hold on, not enough water, we need to pause this, and she just pauses it. Can you imagine what would happen if humans could do that? If you just go, oh... No, I don't want to have a Capricorn baby. I want to have a Piscean baby. I'm just going to pause it. Or, oh, I just need to save a bit more money. Oh, I'm going to do a bit more work or all these different type things. But anyway, why I wanted to share that with you is kangaroo takes control of its destiny. It goes forward and forward is forward. Now, kangaroos can bounce forward and we've seen how powerfully they travel across when they need to. Bang, 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 big, massive jumps. They can jump over things and jump far distances. But they can also just inch forward, kind of using their forefeet and their tail to edge them forward. You may have seen that as well. But what kangaroo teaches us is forward is forward. And if you are feeling as you go into this new solar cycle of the new year that, hey, I'm only going to go forward and I'm not going to allow myself to go backwards, then work with kangaroo. The only reason kangaroo fall back on its tail is when the men are fighting another male for mates and for rights of breeding rights and territory and that type of thing, or if they're threatened. They'll fall back on their tail and beach with their back feet. That's the only time they take a step back to go forward. 
but they never travel backwards. None of the kangaroos will. So there you have, you've got the lion, which is very much about claiming your power and allowing leisure in. You've got the eagle about releasing shackles and obstructions and challenges and rising up above them and heading towards your heavenly goal and dancing with the gods. Or you've got kangaroo, which is very much about bringing in that bounding forth, forward is forward, going forward and taking control of your destiny. So hopefully out of those three kingdoms, the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom and the animal kingdom, I want you to choose one of each of those three. Now, what do I recommend you do over the summer solstice? What I recommend you do is I want you to carry that crystal and have that around you all of the time. Clear quartz, maybe you don't have clear quartz in your bedroom at night, but the other two should be okay. So here you go. If you're having really restless sleep, take it out and just carry it throughout the day. But definitely get them out in the sun as well. The essential oil, however you can use that essential oil, get it in you, on you, or around you. Whatever works best for you and as many different ways, have that dancing around you. And then with that animal, bring that energy in. Feel that energy of that animal around you. It's always like your best friend or your spirit guide right next to you. And then when you get a chance, especially a beautiful thing to do, especially on as a sunrise and sunset, so at dusk and dawn, close your eyes. Hold the crystal in the receptive hand, the hand you do not write with. Smell that essential oil and imagine that animal coming in and talking to you right in front of you. Now, if that animal could say something, what would it say? What would eagle say? What would lion say? What would kangaroo say? And there could be a million different things that those animals could say, but what they say to you is your message. So bring that guidance in. And I'd love to hear feedback. Send me an email or send me a Facebook or an Instagram message and let me know how this practice goes over the summer solstice. So dance with these energies. And if you want to have more than one, you can. But what I love is when you're monogamous with just one energy, you get a really stronger message. It's a one fine channel. If you start blending too much, you'll get it blurred. So pick one of each. See how you go. Enjoy the summer solstice on Monday. And after the break, we're going to dive into the winter solstice and we're going to do the three, three and three from the different kingdoms as well for what's relevant for the uh, winter solstice. And at the end, I've got some exciting news to talk to you about, about what's coming out in 2021 that's going to help you really expand in different ways to learn more about the gifts of nature. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. We are talking about the solstice. We've been talking about the summer solstice happening in the Southern Hemisphere. Everyone in the North, you've been patiently waiting, but hopefully you found it a little bit insightful for the first half. But now we're going to dive into your time. And of course, your time is the winter solstice. This is the time when from today, the days are going to get longer. This is the shortest day of the year. The sun is furthest away from you. It's closest down to the Southern Pole. And it's going to start descending up to the Northern Pole as well. So the really exciting thing for you is your days are going to get longer and warmer. And for us, summer is going to start to wane until we descend into the cold. And that is the wheel of the year that we celebrate ongoingly. So this is a time of quietness, of introspection, of first light and first insight. So we, it's not until we really start action. The main time to start action is once you hit the spring equinox, which will be in March. Now you just want to start to get the cogs churning inside you and thinking. And of course, with our Gregorian calendar, we make those New Year's resolutions. It's not so much about really deciding what you want to do right now. Well, no, it is about deciding what you want to do. It's not necessarily taking all the action just yet. Bit by bit, we start to do that. So this is a real time to make sure that you are clear on what you want to be doing with your life. So whereas the summer solstice is a great time to work on that solar plexus chakra, which is about that personal power, confidence, sociability, networking, we're working when we're in the Northern Hemisphere, when we're at the winter solstice with the crown chakra. This is where we get clear with our spiritual purpose. This is where we realign with our guides, our spirit, whatever that may be that you like to align with and work with. And this is a really important thing to do each year, especially in a world 
that is always demanding that we be in action and we feel guilty when we pause. Because if we keep go, 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 going and don't check in to see where we're at, make sure we're still in alignment with where we're meant to be going, we can get to the end of a year, a decade or our lives and we end up in a totally different place to where we actually want to be. So now is the ideal time to pause, to really slow down, connect with that um, crown chakra energy and that spirituality. Of course, the weather outside isn't really kind of helpful for sociability. So hopefully you're not as sociable. I know there is a holiday season, but this is a really great time for you to check in in that type of way. So we're going to do three, three and three from the three kingdoms view. And I'd really also encourage you to choose one of these three and to work with one of each. So let's start off with the mineral kingdom. Let's start with crystals. And the very first one I would encourage people to work with is that violet crystal. Everyone knows it. It was my first crystal. It's amethyst. Now, amethyst really helps to stimulate the crown chakra. And it has this really nice, calming, blissful energy. Now, that may seem like a bit of a kind of, you know, that doesn't make sense there. It's stimulating, it's bringing energy to, but it's relaxing. Well, this is the interesting thing about spirituality. We don't grow spiritually by doing more. We grow spiritually by doing less, by pausing. And amethyst really encourages you to do that. You know, when we're drawn to amethyst, it's almost we say, hey, there's more to life than this rat race than trying to run around and keep up with everyone else. And I just want to stop. I want to think. And I want to consider what I want to do with my life and where I'm heading. And amethyst really helps you to do that. You know, amethyst has long been associated with um, alcoholism and bad habits and helping to reduce bad habits. And it actually helps with moderation. So it helps to bring everything into balance. Our body and our lives can handle anything. Extreme stress, alcohol, all these different things, as long as it's done in moderation. And amethyst kind of helps us check in and go, is everything in, in balance in that way? So if you need to just stop, to realign, to recheck in, then this is a really great crystal to work with. The second crystal I'm going to recommend is another violet crystal, and it's known as charite, spelled C-H-A-R-O-I-T-E. It's found near the Chara River in Russia, um, and only found in one place in the world. Bit of a rarer crystal, bit of a high vibration crystal. Really great. This is my ultimate one for helping us work out what is our life purpose? So if you are feeling that you're at a bit of a crossroads at your moment, like, what the frig am I meant to be doing with my life? Then reach for Charite. Now, in my book, Crystal Connections, as well as my Charite meditation, it's available on iTunes, um, I actually take you through a bit of a meditation considering four questions. And this may be something you want to do while meditating with your Charite. Download the meditation if you want, or grab my book. Um, the four questions are, one, what makes me happy? Two, what activities make me lose track of time? Three, what do people say that I'm good at? What is my gift? And number four, if I could give one message to the world, what would it be? Actually, I've got five questions I can't count from my own book. Um, and number five, who would I like to help out most? Now, if you can journal or consider or contemplate those five different questions, that will really help you to find what your soul's calling is. So if I quickly kind of talk you through those different things for myself to give you an example, you know, what makes me happy? I love teaching and I love writing. When I'm um, doing them, they help me lose track of time. I can write for days and the time just flies and I love it. I'm not watching the clock. People say that I'm good at communicating, that I'm easy to understand, that I'm good at teaching and I love that kind of thing. Um, if I could give one message to the world, what would it be? The, the value of nature and how important nature art is and its gifts. Um, and who would I like to help most? Nature. And so you can kind of see in my teacher and my podcasting and my YouTubing and everything that I do, how I found what my life mission is. And Charite helped me to do that. So if you're feeling a bit lost, Charite's going to be a really great one to work with. It's a really interesting crystal, actually. If you look at it, Sometimes you'll see bits of gold and you'll see bits of black. Now, black is actually another crystal called azurine, spelled A-E-G-I-R-I-N-E. 
I-N-E. And azurine grows kind of like tourmaline, but it's amazing for cutting cords. So what I mean by cutting cords is cutting attachments to things in the past that hold us back and stop us from going forward. It's also got something called Tinaxite, T-I-N-A-K-I-T-E. Um, and t- sorry, did I say that right? T-A-N-A-K-S-I-T-E, Tinaxite. Um, and Tinaxite is really good at helping us heal the past. So Chara helps us to move forward, but if the, our past is dragging us back, Tinaxite and Azurine really help to heal that as well. And you'll find these red crystals often grow together. So if you've got your, your beautiful violet charite, and any gold or brown specks, tenaxite, and any um, black, which is the azurine, then you've got that kind of combination in there as well. The third crystal that I'm going to encourage you to work with is Tiffany Stone. Tiffany Stone is a stone made out of several crystals all growing together. It is found in one place in the world, Utah, Salt Lake, uh, around Salt Lake City and the greater state of Utah. Um, and this, obviously in the United States, I should say, this is an amazing crystal that just helps us to relax more, to find the pleasure of things again. It's, you know, renowned for, it's great to have in the bedroom. It turns sex into lovemaking. So a lot of the time when we're looking at our spirituality, our, our spirituality, put my teeth back in, uh, um, what happens is we, we get really serious. Oh, okay, I don't feel I need to work out my life purpose and then I'm going to balance my chakras and I'm going to do this. And again, if we step away from joy, we're out of alignment with our soul. Tiffany Stone says, hey, just enjoy it. There's actually fluorite, one of the crystals in the stone, um, and, and that still creates that order but it just makes you bring in the habit of pleasure into your life. One of the best ways to work with crystals, and this is how I learned most of the experience on my take and my energy with the crystals, was when I lived in Melbourne, I'd get home from my job as a um, travel agent, and I was exhausted, and I'd lay on my couch, put on some music, and just sit with a crystal on my chest, and just see where that took me. And that energy that I got from that crystal formed my relationship with that crystal. Easy, pleasurable, simple, relaxing. That is one of the ways you can work spiritually. It doesn't have to be this intense kind of way. Whatever works for your personality type, find that in your spirituality, especially, but in all aspects of life. And this is where Tiffany Stone is absolutely amazing. So those are your three crystals. Choose either Amethyst, Charite, or Tiffany Stone. All violet crystals all work with the crown chakra, but we've got the amethyst that brings in that relaxation and that bliss and just chilling. We've got chara, which will help you focus and get a bit of enlightenment and guidance on what your life mission is. And we've got the Tiffany Stone, which is very much about just enjoying it. Moving on to the plant kingdom and their greatest gift, their essential oils. Just like amethyst, our essential oil, that's kind of our 101 of aromatherapy is lavender. Lavender really helps us to relax. We know it's a great sleep oil. We know it's great for the skin and really good for that as well. So include it in your moisturizers at night. But it also really helps us with openness. You know, when um, myself and Vanessa Jean, when we teach together and we talk about uh, lavender, she'll often call lavender the duvet of the aromatherapy kingdom. It's very relaxing and comforting and that kind of thing. And I like to kind of counteract that and go, well, it is, but it's also the red wine of the aromatherapy kingdom. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, after we have a couple more red wines, we're a little bit more relaxed, we're a little bit more casual, a little bit more honest and a little bit more open. Lavender helps with all of that. It can help us to tell the truth. It can help us to be brave and to be honest with someone that we're a bit scared of. It also helps us to relax. And do you notice how when you relax, more good things come to you? Amethyst could actually be, sorry, lavender can actually be used as an abundance oil for bringing those good things in. It can also help us, it works really well with the crown chakra for just stopping and pausing, beautiful with amethyst, allowing guidance to come in. You know, I remember in Melbourne teaching a workshop and someone going, Adam, I'm really frustrated. I've been trying so hard and really concentrating and I can't feel anything from crystals. I'm new to crystals, but I really want to feel the energy. I said, how long have you been working with crystals for? And they said, seven weeks. I said, my friend, it took me seven years. They said, but how do I do it quicker? I'm like, just 
stop trying. Just relax and they'll talk when they're ready, but you're forcing it. And lavender really helps us just to relax into that way. So it's a beautiful oil to work with around the winter solstice and around this time if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, talking about that life mission and why are we here, I want to talk a little bit about rosemary. Rosemary, we often say rosemary is for remembrance and rosemary is used in funeral rituals for remembering those that have passed. It's also a great oil to diffuse or to anoint on your temples or your third eye chakra or your crown to help with your memory. It's a great when you're studying. But it's also, it is a great crown chakra essential oil. It's also really protective energetically. But why are we going to talk about it so much today? Firstly, is it helps us to remember why we incarnated onto this planet. This is really great for those of you that possibly try a bit of escapism into the spiritual realms and hanging out with the angels or the elementals or whatever it may be, rather than dealing with the harshness of this reality. Our soul decided to incarnate into this physical reality for a reason. And if we avoid having the full gamut of experiences in this incarnation, then we're missing out on what we're meant to be doing. And Rosemary helps to remind the soul why you're here. There's also a bit of a saying that every good witch, remember witch is an extension of the word wish, which means wise, so all the wise people will have rosemary growing by their front door because rosemary is associated with protection. And if you don't have rosemary plants by your front door, you can also have the rosemary essential oil and pop a few drops on your doormat and this forms a protective energy. Obviously, in the midst of winter, we're also subjected to more bugs, more pathogens, there's still a pandemic, and diffusing rosemary or even putting on the chest can really help to clear the chest and help with respiratory health as well. So rosemary is amazing on all different levels. Our third essential oil that I'm going to offer to you for this uh, solstice is litsia or mei chang. Litsia is gifted to us from a purple berry. Uh, it's a popular oil in Asia, especially China. Datura first brought it out in China um, to help combat air pollution and smog. Um, but energetically, it helps to clear the air as well. Not so much in a cleansing, but it brings in that laughter that we are talking about before. It, it works beautifully, actually with something like Tiffany Stone or any of the other bubbly violet crystals like Camerite or Spurite. Um, and also that Kookaburra energy and those crystals and that's just that joyousness, that effervescence, kind of that real gaiety of life. So we often talk about love, light, and Lexi brings in the laughter, the third gift, because anything you can laugh at has no power over you. So if you do need to lighten up, and maybe that can be your resolution for the new year, to have more fun. Just be joyous. Um, you know, there's a great saying in The Charge of the Goddess by Dorian Valentine, which says that, you know, basically, I'm paraphrasing now, but each time you enjoy life and enjoy the pleasures of the earth, you're celebrating the gifts that the goddess gave to us. And so having fun is your heavenly and your mortal responsibility enjoying life and this is where litsia is really great litsia also helps to get rid of density just as physically it cleanses smog and density out of the air think about when you have a good laugh doesn't laughter just cleanse the air if there's a bit of an awkward situation <laughs> and we just have a laugh then it all settles down we all feel relaxed again everything flows again and that's what litsia really helps to do so those are your three essential oils. If you need to bliss out and relax a bit more and slow down, which is definitely the energy of the winter solstice, lavender is great. If you need to remember why you're here, rosemary is great. If you just need to have a bloody good laugh, then litsia is going to be absolutely great for you. So there are your three essential oils. So now we're going to dive into your three animals. And the first one is one that I'm very passionate about. It's an animal that I call on and feel around me a lot, is bear. Now, firstly, bear, being such a big animal, is a very protective animal. So if you feel that you need protective energy around you, whether it be dealing with people, whether it be being in close confines with people, whether it be your health, whatever it may be, having bear around really helps protect you. And bear often protects me, especially when I'm around large groups of people. I feel a bear near me just kind of 
on on edge a little bit, just making sure nothing goes wrong, kind of thing. But one thing we know about bears, as opposed to many of the other great animals like the um, you know elephant and lion and eagle and all that, is bear hibernates in winter. Bear teaches us that in order to thrive, we must take time to pause, rest, and take stock. And so what I'd really encourage you to do is if you need to pause, hibernate, call on Bear. Bear is absolutely amazing in this way for bringing that yin-yang balance of action and strength and then pausing and hibernation. And so I love, you know, Bear is often trying to keep me in check and making sure that I'm not working too hard, as I mentioned before. Our second animal is Owl. Owl is associated with Athena. Uh, Athena was the goddess of wisdom. And Owl is very much, you know, in children's stories and fables all around the world, we see Owl being represented as this wise animal. Now, what makes Owls different from many other birds is they fly silently. And they make very little noise. And so where wisdom comes is not through noise, but through silence, through listening. And that's what Owl encourages you to do. Just pause. Just be silent. Just listen. What can you take in? What do you notice? It's amazing what happens when you shut up for a moment, what you can hear. You may even notice the noise that's happening within you. And so... Owl can be a really great one. I don't know if you can hear the ravens in the background, but I was actually debating on my third one on talking about either raven or talking about uh, deer or stag or reindeer even. So we might touch on both very quickly. So because this is a time when we're in the darkness and this is when, you know, the kind of... Um, when we're still, when we're in the dark, that's where new things can be born. There's this kind of spiritual concept known as the void. So the void is kind of before there was the Big Bang, there was nothing. So everything must come from nothing. And again, where did new ideas come from? When we're quiet, when we you know, don't make any noise, when we become still, when we empty our mind, a new idea comes. When our mind is busy, nothing can be born from that. And so the, uh, um, the raven and the crow are very much associated with helping to connect with that void because like their black feathers they flash and you get a flash of inspiration you know whether you watch game of thrones or any other movie ravens and crows have been used as messengers carrying messages between people but they're also seen to be a messenger between our world and the other worlds and they transfer energy and light and messages between the worlds and that type of thing they're also known as a bit of a trickster so they do have that kind of playful energy about them as well then we come into reindeers and stags and any of the kind of that family of animals that have the beautiful antlers reaching up to the heavens. So what you'll notice about all of these animals, very, very gentle, very, very soft, being gentle and soft in their way. So it means being gentle and soft with yourself, gentle and soft with other people, and gentle with how you tread on the earth. And, you know, with deers and reindeer and that, you know, a term that often comes to me is sometimes a gentle nudge is more powerful than a shove. So bring that that energy of gentleness in, but then also you've got those antlers, and the antlers are reaching up to the heavens. So they're almost like we've opened up and stimulated and balanced our crown chakra, and now we're connected to the heavens, and it's coming down, funneling into the top of our head and guiding us. And those antlers, you can actually visualize antlers growing out of your head. This is great, especially when you're working with the divine masculine, because mainly it is men overall, or male animals, not Sometimes the females do as well, but men will have those really impressive horns going up to heaven. You can actually channel that energy through the, the antlers, visualizing yourself with those antlers and bringing that energy in. So remaining connected to spirit and being gentle on earth. So there you go. In the Southern, in the southern Hemisphere, we've tackled all the things for that solar energy and that vibrant energy and the crystals and the oils. And those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, your three crystals are either amethyst, charite, or Tiffany stone. Your three oils are lavender, rosemary, or 
Litzia and your four animals, I did so well until the end, were the bear, the owl, then raven wanted to mention raven and also the deer or even the reindeer. And it's an interesting Santa Claus does work with reindeer. So bringing in any of them. And you can do any combination of those. And exactly the same as we said for those in the Southern Hemisphere celebrating the summer solstice, carry the crystal, work with the essential oil and feel that energy of the animal around you and also do that meditation ideally after nightfall when it's quiet, when it's dark and you can really be alone with yourself, your thoughts, your inspiration, your spirituality and the guidance that comes through. So I do hope that today's episode has been really helpful for giving you just a bit of guidance on where you can go from launching from the summer solstice or the winter solstice in this way. I did promise you that I'd talk a little bit about other things to help launch 2021 and I've been a bit of a busy beaver and I've got lots of things about to launch in the next couple of months or so. So one thing that I'm really passionate about is I love my teaching and I've realized over 2020 that I can't always be everywhere, but I can produce content that people can access in their own time, in their own time zone. So I actually launched a few months ago the Adam Barrelet Academy, which is hosted on a website, you may have heard of it, called teachable.com. Teachable.com has online courses of all different calibers that you can kind of jump on and dive into and learn different things. So my master one, my biggest course, is called the Nature's Healers course, which you may have heard me talk about in the past. I've also just recently popped up a one on moons and working with the full moons and how to understand and how to capitalize on, you know, when the full moon is in Capricorn versus Sagittarius and what that actually means, how to make crystal grids, how to make essential oil blends, all that type of thing. So that's a little four week course that you can do on understanding the moons. But I've already launched the essential oil one and at the start of 2021, I'm going to be launching two crystal ones, one on basic crystals and one on high vibration, rarer crystals and an angel course. And each of these go through, the essential oils go through over a hundred essential oils and the crystal ones and the angel ones will do 52 of each of them. So you can kind of work with one, one a week throughout the year. And they're aimed at helping you to get that really intimate knowledge. So with the essential oil one, we go in, okay, how do the essential oils work astrologically and which star sign do they work with well? and What planet and what days of the week? And when they come into my life, what does that mean? And what happens if I don't like them? And all that kind of thing. So when I go through over 100 essential oils, uh, with the crystal ones, we're going to go through, okay, this week we're going to work with citrine. This is how we're going to cleanse citrine, although we don't cleanse citrine, but we talk about cleansing the crystal each week. And I'm going to give you one or two activities to do. So you can actually start working with your crystals. And you can, if you're a beginner, start with a crystal a week. If you're more advanced and you want to learn about more ones, then I'd work with the transformational crystal course or do both at the same time and then the angel one is looking at a different angel each week with an angel essential oil blend a couple of crystals and that type of thing and an activity to do so these are all subscription based so you can jump in they're all three dollars a week um you get that content delivered onto teachable you get an email reminder saying hey just reminding you that you've got new content check it out and what i encourage you to do is work with that and then you've got access to that content forever more so you can log back in and Keep, keep going kind of thing. Many of these, so the crystal transformational crystals, the essential oils one and the angel one are all based on three oracle decks that I have coming out in 2021. So stay tuned for them as well. And if you want to keep it in the loop of everything I'm doing, head to my website, adambarrelet.com, subscribe to my newsletter. You'll find when you jump onto my website, the picture of me sitting on a rock, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a little green box and you pop in your name and your email and you'll get all the updates of when the Oracle cards are out, when the courses are ready to subscribe, what to click on to get to there, and all that type of thing. I'll also have some notes in the show notes as well. But I also have um, a calendar out with a 12-month course that I'm teaching with Vanessa Jean. That's called Rise of the Phoenix. That, again, guides you through what's happening astrologically throughout the year and what oils and crystals. And I started working with teas as well in that. So that's something else. And if you're interested in a bit of an intensive for the first new moon in January of 2021, I'm doing a three day live course. So the calendar course and the Emerging to the Light three day course are live interactive courses with me, where we're gonna work through six different essential oils over three nights from the dark moon into the new moon and to wax, uh, yeah, the waxing moon 
of getting rid of the old and breaking through into the new um, year as well and kind of that real transformational process. So lots and lots of content, lots and lots of stuff, of course. I'll still be podcasting every week. Still going to be YouTubing, still going to be on Instagram, still going to be on Facebook. If you haven't checked all them out, please do. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review this podcast, do that because every time you do that, a unicorn gets its horn. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.